Hey, this is Cassie Fahey from Sky Racing Australia, and you're listening to the And Away They Joe Show. We'd like to give a couple of shout outs to some of our friends on the show. You could follow Clocking the Gallop, which is a show run by Neil Andrews, and that is on at Clock Gallop on Twitter, where they have special interviews and the occasional tips for all the South African punters out there. Sky Racing World, where they provide all the latest handicapping tools, live stream and tips. For all the latest news, follow at Sky Racing World on Twitter. And you could also follow Acacia Courtney's initiative for off-track thoroughbreds at racingforhomeinc.com. You could also follow the Twitter at Racing for Home for more details on how to contribute to racehorses that are now off the track. You can also follow China Marston's Recycled Racehorses Initiative. It's a not-for-profit organization. Check out recycledracehorses.com.au if you'd like to donate. You could also play Ryan Clement's game Off and Pacing, which is a virtual stable where you could race your virtual horses against each other and try to compete for some coins, as well as Turf Dynasty. So be sure to check that out over at the App Store on iOS and also on Google Play. And you can follow me, Chantel Buckley, at Chantel Buckle on Twitter. Thank you guys for your time and now on with the podcast. Joining me on the podcast today, we are going to preview the San Francisco Mile at Golden Gate Fields this Saturday. The Grade 3 race has a rich tradition, one of the best racing in Northern California on the turf around here. And um, we have Randy from the Triple Clown Show. Randy, nice. Uh, thank you for being on. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, always a pleasure to go on the Away They Joe show, even though it is my first time. Uh, but we had you on before, and it's fantastic. I love what you guys do. You're, you're, you're basically the, uh, the SoCal shipper today because uh, we have a, a, a NorCal bread over here, and that is Nick Rogers. Nick, and he does the uh, NorCal Racing News site on Twitter. Nick, tell us about your NorCal Racing News site on Twitter. First off, thanks for having me. I look forward to previewing this with you and Randy. But uh, yeah, my uh, NorCal horse racing news page I started about two years ago. And uh, it just basically covers uh, racing at Golden Gate Fields and the fair circuit. And um, there wasn't really a page like that out there on Twitter. And I just thought, why not uh, make one? And I was posting a lot of it on my or I'd post a lot of racing stuff on my normal page, but I was like, I just want to make a dedicated page for it. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. You have some unfinished business from last year. I forgot who you picked because we did have a preview last year of the race uh, during the pandemic. It was later on, I believe it was August or June or July, somewhere around there when they reopened Golden Gate Fields and two of the horses from that race are in this one. So Nick, I'm going to start with you. We have Kiwi's Dream from last year. We also have Restrained Revenge. But who is your top selection in this race? Okay. So when I looked at this race, I noticed first thing right away is that there's a lot of speed in here. And there's a lot of horses that uh, like to be on the front and do not like to sit behind horses. So uh, when I dove deeper into it, 
I started to look for a horse maybe to come from off the pace. And there were three horses that I decided between, and these are probably the only three that I'll use in multi-race wagers, but it was uh, between the two, three, and uh, six. But I ultimately landed on the uh, mare keeper of the stars in here. Uh, she's coming off an allowance win only by a neck, which you wouldn't really think that she's ready for this spot. But I do think that uh, she, this race will set up for her well. And I remember hearing uh, her trainer, Jonathan Wong, in an interview talk about her and how she was able to win the, or the key to her winning the grade one gamely and grade two Buena Vista last year. And that was that she likes to be outside of horses and she runs a lot better that way. Last time she was on the inside, she kind of got forced into a duel from the horse outside of her and she still managed to win, but she's going to have to work out a trip from the two hole. But I think the Swede will clear off and she'll be able to swing outside. And I think she gets uh, a good trip in here. And I think she's sitting on a good race. Um, Whisper Knott's really uh, talented and coming off a good win. I think he's going to, Run a big one, and Border Town is uh, just an improving horse for Mandela, who's always dangerous. So your, your top selection is going to be the Mirror Keeper of the Stars. Yep, uh, the two Keeper of the Stars. How about a Lunatic pick? Which one do you think, out of all these, is one that has a definite chance to win as a long shot? Hmm, they're all around the same price, but uh, I'd say. Probably the six, Border Town. I'm not sh I forget the morning line on him, but. Border one is less than Keeper of the Stars. Keeper of the Stars is going to be your second longest shot. Oh, okay. Then I'll stick with her. Which is, well, which is <laughs> six to one, by the way. I'm just saying it's tied for everybody. Who knows what they're going to go off. But there is no bomb besides the four. Okay. Yeah. I'll stick with the two then. Yeah, interesting because last year I picked a mare didn't didn't work out. But uh, Randy, I'm gonna ask you now who's your top selection in the San Francisco Mile? We have a lot of SoCal shippers coming up and some familiar faces coming up to Golden Gate Fields that have been at Golden Gate Fields before before they made the big time at Santa Anita. So who do you have? Yeah, it's funny you say that because um, one of the one of the reasons I always look at it, and I think everybody does, is the you know bias of of tracks that you're familiar with, and Southern California being that, and Keeper of the Stars. I actually I'm on board. I'm on board with him here because if you look back and he beat um, uh, what is it Julia uh, Olympica and uh, Macho Unusual. I mean to us here that that's huge that's huge if you look back a little bit keeper of the stars i'm very excited about at six to one which um like we talked about is almost a longer shot on the board even though there's i think three horses morning line at six to one but i don't see anything wrong with that horse i do like that horse and that was going to be one of my keys here is definitely keeper of the stars and just like I said, like go back what it's run against. And this is nothing against Golden Gate at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you go up there and you beat these horses that are down in Southern California. We all know that these are very good horses. So I'm big on Keeper of the Stars here. I do like Whisper Knot as well, who is three to one morning line, who I feel there's a chance that this horse could steal it. I think this horse might go to the lead unless they send this four diamond blitz at 20 to one just to get to the lead. But I hopefully 
Um, I have to see right here who's on him. Franco will not chase and be crazy. So I like this two, three a lot. I do like the two a lot here. Um, but yeah, kind of stole my thunder on this too. I do really, really like this too. And um, I like Keeper of the Stars a lot as well at six to one. So it's kind of cool. Do you have a, a, a lunatic pick as well? Like uh, some, uh, I guess the only real big long shot is Diamond Blitz. Does Diamond gonna, Blitz have that, a chance? That is my, my lunatic pick. It might be this horse at six to one. And I know how everybody watches and the way they joke show goes. So we might have killed the odds here. I'm just saying. So okay. um, if I had a different one, I would go Kiwi's Dream, who's five to one, who's run this race before, and I think could be well placed here chasing a little bit but be close to the front so i mean i i don't know five to ones a, a, a you know a bomb here but i i would say that i mean if you look at them all you know ohio is the class but 10 years old i don't know and i think he needs to be closer border town's a solid horse i think he needs a really hot pace i do i, I don't know that four to one morning line is what i would put it i'm actually weirdly thinking that that's a weird morning line um maybe brown sugar i that horse seems like a hanger in america and and the outside um restrained vengeance i think is the same as kiwi's dream it's the same horse i just like the position of the one better and so i mean it's a very very even race so i don't know i, I think i just said every horse in the race by the way uh, do we say brown storm? I did say brown, uh, brown storm. I said brown sugar again because I don't know oh. why I keep calling this horse brown sugar, but his name is brown Sto uh, storm. Um, that's the one I think is a hanger in America. I don't know why, it hasn't won in America yet. Um, and still is nine to two. So I don't, I, I don't see any big closers in this one, like a really big closer, except for maybe. Border Town is the only one that I, I'm looking at as a big closer in this one. Since there's a lot of speed, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, it, it is a closer. I mean, I, I think you just have to look at the horses that could rate at this point. That can come from wherever. Um, I, I don't think the pace is going to be super hot. I don't think there's a monster early speed, like two early speed horses. So, yeah, I don't see a closer. I mean, yeah, it could help if, you know, who knows what they're going to do, obviously, but I, I don't know. But Bordertown is definitely a closer. I just think Bordertown's going to be, I think the Bordertown needs that hot pace. That's not going to get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and last year we had Kiwi's Dream, but this is later on. The, the turf wasn't as, as, you know, it was probably drier than it was last year because they ran it so later in the year. And Kiwi's dream was able to to go off to the lead by himself and then just get nipped at the wire by Neptune's storm. So if they try to do that again, there's going to be a lot more this time. And we all thought some closers were going to make it. None of them did. They were just kind of off the pace here. But this is a different time of the season, so that could play a factor on the Golden Gate turf. And um, so your top selection, Randy, is going to be the mayor as well. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going with the mayor. I'm going with the girl. And uh, what do you what do you think to play underneath? 
Um, I would do the uh, – I'm big on one, two, three, basically, all day, one, two, three. One, two, three, bah. Yeah, I would do uh, – yeah, well, I, if with anything, I'll pick the one, two, three. I don't know what their odds will be at post, but they look pretty good at five to one, six to one, and three to one. I'll take those more than the border town and brown sugar, brown sugar cheese, brown storm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I keep saying brown sugar. So I like that name better. That helps. Right? I think uh, I called restrain vengeance, restrain revenge. So don't worry. Restrain revenge. All right. Yeah, that's it. But I yeah, think so- I, I do believe we're going to have Matt on later and we're going to ask him or I'll ask him. If this is going to be a part of the all turf pick four, there was an all turf pick four or, or an all graded state, or no, it was an all turf pick four, I believe, last year. So hopefully we have another one this year. And uh, and real quick, the, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Oh, I think it's just a stakes, all stakes picks pick four, and it starts in this race. Oh, so it's just all stakes. Okay, so yeah. they're not going to do what they did last year. $200,000 guarantee, though, in the pool. Yeah, they have six uh, stakes races going in a row from 7 to 12. Um, big day. Big pick six. And, Randy, you know, I think you were there last year or last week when the uh, pick six at Santa Anita went down at, like, almost 150000 Do you have a part of that? I was. No, no, I didn't have a part of it, but I had the last leg of the pick four, and the 12 to 1 shot beat me. Thanks for bringing that up, by the way. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, I know. Bad memories. Don't worry. We have a lot of those, especially in the last leg, because that's always where, where yeah, the, the sadness ends I up always happening. The last. I had four going in the pick four, and I didn't have that 12 to 1 shot. Um, but, you know, it, it's what it is. I mean, Cezanne was in the middle of it. Uh, but, yeah, that was a. No, it was, it was fine, no. But, yeah, no, they gave it away. That was good. And and coming from Southern California on the Santa Anita turf, do they handle the Golden Gate turf pretty well? Is that not going to be an issue for any of these SoCal shippers? I, you know, I honestly don't think so. Um, I was actually going to ask you that about the Europeans coming over to that because you made a really good point of later on in the year when that grass is a little thicker probably and a little higher. Um you know, they do a good job on the Santa Anita turf compared to when I watched horses on the, say, Gulfstream turf and everything like that. I mean, it looks like dirt when they're when they're running. And I haven't heard much of it, but I, I have my eyes that I can see. And when you're kicking up sand, it's a different ball game than when you're not doing that. So I don't think so with the turf from here because the turf is a really good – it looks the same. It passes the eye test. From what I would say, I don't know the stats on it, but I don't think it'd be a big deal from there to there. I would say that if I could see it, I don't know what the stats are, but I do think um, it's not that far off. Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of it, – it's hard to tell because sometimes when you watch, if you like Santa Anita compared to Golden Gate, which are two totally opposite things, I guess, it's the the Santa Anita turf. It looks like uh, a lot of the European horses handle that well, so that if they transfer up to Golden Gate and go for this Grade Three race, I'm sure that it's not going to be an issue. So, all yeah. right, Randy, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, and yeah. you can follow Randy on Twitter at Clowns Triple, and be sure to check. they do a show every week. And that, that it's around the Sunday, or how, how often do you guys do the show again? Well, we try as much as we can, but uh, all in all, we usually do a weekly show, a recap show, 
we do a pick show and usually we throw something out there in the middle. We do equine files about conspiracies, about horses, horse racing, handicapping 101. We do a lot of fun stuff. Stay tuned. I mean, it's hard for us to stay on a schedule, but we try to put out at least two a week. Sometimes we do three or four, but yeah, we're always out there at the uh, triple clowns. Yeah. And it was, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. It was real. it was a lot of fun and I listen to it every time it comes up. I've subscribed to the YouTube channel. So have a listen to their show. And Nick, thank you so much for your time as well. And Nick, uh, what's the website that you, uh, the, the punters or the betters could go to to, to follow some news on uh, NorCal Racing? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, first off, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at NorCalHRNews. And the website is NorCalHorseRacing.News.blog. And I'm going to have a preview more in depth on this race with uh, some replays and some stats and uh, some tidbits on each of the runners. So that'll probably be up tomorrow. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was really good uh, chatting the races with you and Randy. Yeah, Nick, I'm going on right now, by the way. So I'm going to check you out. I need some NorCal things. I need to get that golden pick four going. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got the golden hour and then you also have the golden double. So yeah, uh, a lot of new interesting bets that the Stronics put out. So, yep, thank you guys so much for your time. And then now we're going to have Matt talk about his preview of the San Francisco Mile. Yeah. And that was Nick and Randy. And now we're going to have Matt Dinnerman. You could follow him on Twitter at 3 Colts Handicap. He is the track announcer for Golden Gate Fields. And Matt, how are you doing today? Thank you for being on and, and previewing the San Francisco Mile. Happy, happy to be on here, Joe. Everything's uh, going very well. We're really excited about Gold Rush Weekend this year, and we've got a really good card. I think it's one of the best racing programs on Saturday in the country, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got $200,000 guaranteed in the late pick four races, 9 through 12, on Saturday and also on Sunday as well. We'll have a couple of California bread steaks involved there. So just really looking forward to a fun weekend, Joe, and I know you are too. Yeah, hopefully we can make it over there for this race. And I know that um, it's going to be pr pretty interesting because we do have a lot of SoCal shippers coming to San Francisco's premier race. I mean, was this race run at Bay Meadows before or has always ran at Golden Gate? It was run at Bay Meadows when it first started in the 80s and moved over to Golden Gate Fields. It's always been a good race. You've seen a lot of really good horses come out of it. And... It's one of those races where, yes, it's a grade three, but on paper, usually every year, you could make the argument it's a grade two type of caliber field most of the time. And even this year, you've got a couple of grade one winners in this race this year. So it's always been a very prestigious race in the Bay Area, whether it's at Bay Meadows or Golden Gate. Yeah, and, and, and speaking of, we Keeper of the Stars, the only mayor in this race, is a grade one winner. So... What can you tell us about the only mare in the race, Keeper of the Stars? Keeper of the Stars won the grade one game lay last year at Santa Anita Park and also won the grade two Buena Vista. So she had really good form back in February and May of 2020. After that, she ran a couple of subpar races in June and August. And trainer Jonathan Wong and owner Tommy Town Thoroughbreds actually gave her a bunch of time off at the farm up at Tommy Town Thoroughbreds Farm. 
comes back in April off a pretty lengthy vacation and wins in an allowance race against Northwest Factor in Sloan Garden, who we will see in the Golden Poppy Stakes on Saturday as well. And they're both stakes winning mares. So Keeper of the Stars came back to the races this year and ran pretty well, was very game, had to work really hard to get the win, but she did. Trainer Jonathan Wong had told me before the race that she might need that run. He didn't think she was 100% ready to go, but he wanted to give her a race. He thought maybe she was probably 80, 85% heading into that race, just cranked up just in terms of terms of being fine-tuned. Um, but she's a very nice mare, and Jonathan's noted to me that he prefers a fast pace and a pace to chase and a target for her to run at. And he's definitely going to get it here in this race with Diamond Blitz, Kiwi's Dream, Whisper Not. All of them have speed. Um, and Diamond Blitz is a total runoff, the long shot. So he's going to be on the lead and moving right along. So a Keeper of the Stars is definitely going to get a target here. And I think it's a good entry. Jonathan was telling me that they were trying to figure out, do we run in the San Francisco mile or do we go back to the gamely at Santa Anita in the grade one? And uh, Jonathan just told me that her workout, she worked 59 and change. And I actually was there that morning, uh, Sunday morning on April 18th. He said that was one of the best works that she's ever had since joining his barn. So with that in mind, Jonathan says she's ready to run. She's three for three over the turf course. Let's give her a shot against the boys in here. It's a prestigious race in the Bay area and they're trying to win it. Yeah. And, uh, has five pounds less than the boys. So we'll see how that goes. I know that, uh, handicapping or as far as uh the weights on the horses keeper of the stars is a mare so she does get a little leeway in the weight allowance and we also had kiwi's dream who's been in this race last year in restraint vengeance do you see any of those two probably making the top three well i could see either making the top three i think i'm going to pick against them this time around kiwi's dream is a horse that Going a route of ground, he's never not been on the lead except the wire. So um, it's going to be interesting because Diamond Blitz, like we talked about, he's a long shot in this race. He is a horse that typically, he's like a precious passion, but going a mile. I mean, he goes on, sets the pace, opens up eight, ten lengths. Um, sort of an interesting running style for a miler on the grass. But a Kiwi's dream is going to have to contend with that. And trainer Victor Trujillo told me this morning, I actually spoke to him on the phone and he said, I'm going to leave it up to jockey Irving Orozco here. This horse has never been not on the lead early in a race going around of ground. And he's going to be fresh. He hasn't run since January. He's got some seven furlong works on the page, some fast works too. Um, and then we've got restrained vengeance who of course won the all American stakes here on the tapita but he actually bounced after that big run last year when running in this race last year went off favorite stocked the pace and was just fourth best that day he's a hard trying horse i think his form last year was just a touch better than what we find this year tyler bays is coming up to ride though so i think that's a positive because um you know if tyler didn't think this horse had any shot at all it probably wouldn't be worth his while to come up here. I know he's got a couple of other stakes mounts in the day as well, but I'm good to see him up here in the Bay Area for Saturday. And speaking of Diamond Blitz, it looks like it is going to be the lone speed in this race at a total lunatic pick of 30 to 1 probably in the morning line. You think it's going to run somewhere in the finish or it's it's going to be tired by the time it gets to the to the turn? 
Well, he's won three straight races, which is a positive. You always like a horse with good form. The problem there is you're looking at him running against $20,000 claimers, starter allowance horses, $8,000 claimers, just three starts ago. And this horse, yes, he can go out like that and run really well, obviously. But the problem is that the caliber of competition behind him this time around is a lot more talented. So this horse, to me, would be an absolute shock if he were to win this race, I would be extremely surprised if he was able to stick around and hold off every single one of the horses that are behind him. I mean, legit graded stakes caliber horses. Like I said, keeper of the stars. She is a grade one winner. Ohio. I know he's 10. Maybe he's not grade one caliber anymore, but he is a grade one winner. He's a lot of back class and still has something in the tank and a number of other good horses. Whisper not restrained vengeance. I mean, these horses are, many lengths better than the horses Diamond Blitz is run against. But it's certainly going to be a wild pace scenario, Joe. Yeah, and, and Whisper Not has won in England and now comes to Golden Gate. Looks like had some races at San Anita and has won there. Does any of the European turf form do well over in specifically Golden Gate Field? Absolutely. Actually, Manny Badia, who's a trainer here, him and owners Ron Charles and Sam Gordon, they strictly buy horses overseas. 99% of them are fillies and mares. They, this is how they run the operation, these owners, Ron Charles and Sam Gordon. Manny trains for different uh, owners as well, but Ron Charles and Sam Gordon, they only have horses with Manny, and this is what they do. They purchase a lot of horses, fillies and mares, overseas in Europe, bring them over here, and a lot of times these runners – fare very well here at Golden Gate Fields, both on the synthetic and the grass course. And Whisper Not, he's already won four, he's already run, excuse me, four races uh, in the United States for trainer Richard Baltus, who, by the way, won this race last year with Neptune Storm. And we're looking at a horse coming off a nice win against Allowance Foes. He ran third to Smooth Like Straight in the grade two Mathis Brothers Mile in December and smooth like straight we saw come back and ran a really really good second lost by just a narrow nose in the Frank Kilroy mile at grade one but one thing I'm interested with whisper not Joe is this horse in the beginning of his United States career he was relaxing nicely off of horses at least the first race he ran in and for whatever reason, after that, this horse has been really hard to control. And last time out, we saw him open up 10 lengths, go 22 and 4, 45 and change. So with Diamond Blitz in this race, does Whisper not relax? Or does he get really aggressive and try to go out with that horse? I'm not saying they want him to go out with Diamond Blitz. Uh, I would say the answer to that would be they really wouldn't want him to do that. But does he get really aggressive? And does he just continue to tug and try to go out with a horse that's sizzling along or that I think that's the key to his success on Saturday will be whether he can relax. Yeah. And interestingly enough, last year we saw Kiwi's dream take the lead and no one at the very end, Neptune storm nipped him. So, yeah. well, yeah, I guess we're going to see. And, and, you know, last year in, in the San Francisco mile, it was ran a little bit different at a different time of the year. So it was like closer to the summer where we're in the middle of spring. Do you think that the horses are going to run, are going to say, you know, restrain revenge and, and Kiwi's dream? Or do you think they're going to handle it better this time around? 
Well, I think it's more going to have to do with the pace scenario. I mean, Kiwi's dream at the end of the day last year got handed a pretty easy lead, 23 and 448. For this type mm-hmm. of level, pretty easy lead when you get a clear lead like that. Um, in Restrained Vengeance, yes, he did peak when he ran here in May last year um, in the All-American. This race last year due to COVID was run in June, and um, this was sort of the time where Restrained Vengeance was doing really well, but at the same time, Restrained Vengeance also ran a really good race and beat Kiwi's Dream on Tapita in this race's turf. He can run just fine on the grass, but um, his only career race on synthetic, he earned a career high speed figure. So I don't know if maybe he's a little tiny bit better on the synthetic. I would say the answer to your question would be both horses need to run a career best to beat this field. That's my opinion. Um, so I would try to beat both of them, but I think you're looking at a pace scenario being totally different this year from the San Francisco mile last year. And that's going to be a big key for a horse, especially Kiwi's dream and maybe even Restrained Vengeance, who's a horse that sits off and makes a run. So maybe he's going to enjoy being able to sit off these really fast fractions. Yeah, and we do have two other ones that I wanted to quickly touch on. So we have Border Town, who looks like is a, a, is a closer, and yep. Brown Storm, who hasn't had a win in America yet. So what can you tell us about the final two? And they're drawn the outside, Border Town's number six, and Brown Storm's number seven. It's hard to separate them, really, in my opinion, just because last time out they ran in a one-mile allowance race in March at Santa Anita, and Border Town beat Brown Storm for second by three-quarters of a length. So they weren't that far apart at the finish line last time out. You look at Brown Storm, and he's been close to the pace in some of his races, including last time out. He was coming off a layoff last time, so he makes his second start off a break here. But most of the races he was close to the pace were going quick in mile-and-a-quarter races, and a couple of those races were on the dirt. This horse, in my opinion, is not getting the lead. It's just going to be interesting because is Brown Storm a horse that needs to be close to the pace? He's not going to the front this time, I wouldn't imagine. I just don't think he's he's going to want to sacrifice himself going really quick with Diamond Blitz. That's the question for me with him. I think Border Town is a really good shot in here because this could very well be a pace collapse type of race. There's a lot of speed in it. Even though Diamond Blitz is going to be the clear leader, a horse like Whispernaut, a horse like Kiwi's Dream, they're not going to uh, be second and third and going slow, and Diamond Blitz is going to be winging it out on the lead. I mean, they're going to be moving along here, and Border Town's a horse that probably will benefit to that. So, in my opinion, I think Border Town is a little bit of the stronger uh, of the two. And with Richard Mandela training, he's had a really good year in 2021 so far. He's an interesting contender. Now we've discussed uh, the whole entire field. I know this is a little bit early, but if you can, do you have a top pick in this race? At the moment, at the moment, and things could change. I don't really have a top pick at the moment set in stone, but I'm leaning towards Border Town at the moment just because I think that the pace is really going to help him. And I think he's a good horse, and I think Richard Mandel is putting him in a race where, yes, even though his speed figures indicate he might not be quite quick enough, I think that the pace scenario could really help him. And I think he could run a career best race up here. And Evan Roman, he's aboard border town and he was aboard keeper of the stars last time out. Now I think that 
it was just the case of Evan Roman already had committed to Border Town, so Keeper of the Stars was a little bit of a late entry. That could very well be part of it. But it is worth noting, and um, it's going to be a really good race. I don't think Border Town's the class of the race. In fact, he's not, but I think he's going to run pretty well here. And I think Ohio, the 10-year-old, is another horse that could get a good trip off a very fast pace. And according to what morning lines that we've seen already, it looks like it's going to be very wide open aside from Diamond Blitz, who's probably going to be 30 to 1, I believe. And Whisper Knot is a very sh- in the middle favorite, 3 to 1, whereas opposed to everybody else is around the 5 to 1, 6 to 1 mark. So it's going to be an interesting kickoff to the all stakes pick for at Golden Gate Fields. And Matt, I appreciate your insights. Thank you so much for your time. and Real quick, I wanted to ask you, because this was very, very interesting. A couple months ago, we had the um, Golden Gate run at night. So I know this goes back to the times where you were calling at Emerald Downs. What was it like calling Golden Gate Fields on a night meeting? Well, obviously, the circumstances surrounding that sort of made for an odd day, to say the least. But it was very interesting. It was sort of nostalgic for me because, like you mentioned, when I called races at Emerald Downs in the beginning of my race calling career, we had night racing on Friday nights back then. And I love night racing. It was a really fun time. Obviously, with COVID going on at that time, we didn't have any fans, but it just brought back good memories from Emerald Downs. And um, the horses and the jockeys and the horsemen really responded well when we had to um, make it cause call an audible there. So it was an interesting race card to say the least, but um, it brought back some good memories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I, I really hope that they, they get to do it again someday because I didn't realize that the lights were actually working. I always see it there and didn't realize that, you know, they were on and, and, and real quick, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for everything, Matt, this has been, uh, we've almost done the podcast for almost a year. We're almost going to 60 episodes, believe it or not. And Matt was the one, and I wanted to tell him while he's here to thank you, or, you know, thank you for, for everything that you've done, uh, believing that I could do this podcast. And it, I, I don't think I could do it without you. So, Matt, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, you put it all in the time and the work, Joe, and... A lot of people have really enjoyed listening to your podcast, including myself. You've gotten a lot of good guests on here. And hopefully we can help some folks this weekend enjoy a good time watching Golden Gate Field. So getting close to the year anniversary here. And why not celebrate with winning some money at Golden Gate? Yeah, and for any local fans that want to go to Golden Gate this weekend, they're now allowing the fans back in, and that's at goldengatefields.com. You could get the tickets there, and there's also the all-stakes pick four. We actually have an all-stakes pick six. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, day. I was going to say night. It's not night. <laughs> We're not going back to the night meetings. But, yeah, thank you so much, Matt, and um, enjoy the rest of your day, and we're going to look forward to, to hearing you call the races there this weekend. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. We're all really excited here. And uh, before I go, I just want to note that Pickwick Border Town could possibly be subject to change. But at first glance, that's what I'm thinking right now. But it's going to be a great weekend, Joe, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much. Hello, horse racing fans from all around the world. It's Sarah Marie from the Triple Clowns, the show that brings you handicapping, fun skits, and interviews with the biggest people in the industry. This is not your grandpa's horse racing show. What? 
What do you need? I heard my name. Did I ever tell you how great Secretariat was? Grandpa, I told you to stay in bed. Anyways, we are the Triple Clowns. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Also, check us out on Twitter, at Clowns Triple, and all the other social media platforms. Good luck, and see you later, everybody. Hey, guys, it's Joe here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me on Twitter, at AndAwayTheyJoe, and you can also follow Abby. Isn't that right, Abby? That's right. You can follow me at A-V-I underscore L-A-L. We appreciate all of your support. So thanks to all for listening. Remember, you can support the show via the Anchor channel at Away They Joe. That's right. And you could be a big supporter or you could be a small supporter. But any support is always welcome on the And Away They Joe show. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and have a good day. And Away They Joe.